You're listening to a podcast of Your Pet Matters with me, Dr. Michael Tequila, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on 1077thebronc.com. Your pet is an important part of your life, and Dr. T knows how to take care of your best friend. 107.7 The Bronx presents Your Pet Matters with Dr. Michael Tequila of the Animal Hospital at Kingston and Blauenberg. Every Saturday morning, Dr. T offers intelligent and informative pet health care talk with just the right dose of bedside manner, exclusively for our furry friends. If you own a dog or cat and have a question about your pet's overall health, call Dr. T now at 877-900-1077. Your Pet Matters is underwritten by the pet wellness professionals of the Animal Animal Hospital at Kingston and Blauenberg. Small hospital, big medicine. For more information online, it's BarkMeowVets.com. That's BarkMeowVets.com. The doctor can see you now. Here's Dr. Michael Tequila and this week's edition of Your Pet Matters. Good morning and welcome to Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Tequila. And I have a special show today because I'm really excited about it. There's a lot of tech involved, and uh, and it's it's interesting because I met our guest through through a former um, former contact I've had who moved on from one company. Um, he he introduced me to my ultrasound many years ago, and now he's with my guest and he's introducing me to this new technology as you can see i'm i'm not mentioning anything because i want to leave it for the show but my special guest today is mr greg stoutenberg he is the founder of epica medical innovations and he has created this high res portable ct scanner and i'll leave it at that because this show we're going to get into the details of how it works we're going to get into the fact that this is affordable medicine, affordable diagnostic imagery for not just day practitioners, but everybody. But the fact that it's affordable for someone like me, a day practitioner, that is amazing. But without further ado, Greg, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you very much, Michael. I'm really happy to be here with you. It's uh, I love talking about this and this technology and the stories behind it. It's uh, what gets me out of bed every day. So. <laughs> I, yeah, I can tell because uh, when we met and we discussed things, you're very passionate about that, and that, that's what makes makes a great product. But but Greg, you you're involved in the veterinary world, or were involved in the veterinary world, but you're not. I a still am every day. Oh, okay, yeah. great, awesome, yeah. And and so you're not a veterinarian. So why don't you tell our viewers and listening audience just. Your story, how did all this begin? Well, uh, it depends on how detailed you want to be. But it, when I was working my way through college, um, I bought my girlfriend a snake. The snake got sick. I happened to be in Long Beach, California, where I was told the greatest reptile veterinarian in the world was. His name was Doug Mater. So, and Doug is, he wrote the book, Reptile Medicine and Surgery. I went in. Doug diagnosed and started treating the snake, which later died. <laughs> it's turned out my bill at the end of this was $450, which to me at the time was $4 million. Yeah, what, can I um, ask what year that was? That was 1989. Wow, yeah, quarter bucks, so, that's a lot. Doug man. had just purchased this practice with his partner. Um, they had just purchased this practice. Um, it, it was really funny, but he, I couldn't pay the bill, so. <laughs> I said, Doug, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I think he had worked this whole scenario out. Um, and he said, you're going to come in on Saturday. That's what you're going to do. Oh, my God. And work this awesome. thing off. That's awesome. And in, in about six weeks, he trained me to be a tech. 
And then they offered me a position living upstairs from the practice, doing overnight treatments, and then working during the day as a tech. Uh, that's how I paid my way through school. I was a freshman when that happened, and uh, I went all the way through grad school, uh, eventually managing this practice. But then uh, I started up practices. I did consulting. Um, I, I built about a dozen practices in my career. Um, I've worked with somewhere around 100 practices in one way or another, consulting, managing, owning, operating, doing various things. I did up to 10 practices at a time. Um, with outsourced management groups. And, you know, later in my stint at doing that kind of work, because I did that through 2012, I was doing really mostly specialty practices. Um, in 2005, I also started working with um, Sound Technologies at the time, which later became Sound Eklund, as Sound acquired Eklund. And I was involved in bringing some of the first digital radiography systems to market. And there I was responsible for uh, development of new technologies. And really it worked well for sound because I was both a customer and an employee of sound. So I still had three practices or so at the time in 2005. And my uh, perspective within the veterinary field really gave me a unique ability to develop not just the hardware and software, but the concepts around um, these technologies and the service elements of it and those kind of things. So, you know, Sound was a big company. I didn't have complete control over anything and I don't take credit for all of anything, but I got to do some really cool stuff there. And we developed software like OrthoPlan and Helix, um, which were the first orthopedic planning software um, in veterinary medicine, which later became OrthoPlan Elite. And I got to spearhead all of those things and really control the development of them. And it, it really directed the industry in some ways. And it got me in to the exciting parts of doing this. And it was, you know, things I came across at Sound um, while I was there that really inspired me to want to make CT better. Uh, because I saw some weaknesses in it or things that I thought could be, you know, CT is a great technology and don't let me say anything else, but there are limitations to what it allows us to do in veterinary practice because of the resolution, because of the difficulty of use, because of the costs associated with it, the space required. And at the end of the day, you get a CT image and the resolution only allows you to see so much. So there's always a, an applications versus value um, element that only allows certain practices to reach this technology. And my goal was to bring those things together. So if we can have a lot more applications, but give a lot more value um, and make it more affordable and make it so that everybody could use this so that it's better and it's a primary imaging modality, that was my goal. And so today, even you know, every time we say CT, and it is technically CT, but I sort of push back on that now because what everybody thinks of as CT, that's not what we're doing. We're, what we've done is we've created a primary imaging modality. And I know, Michael, I know you've seen it and been exposed to it. And that's why you're excited about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, this really it changes the game. And I know that's a cliche to say it's a game changer, but it really is a game changer. No, and I, I totally agree. And it's so funny because I think your history has so much to do with where you are now. It's it's interesting that that the snake story was hilarious, but it got you into the <laughs> profession. And I think the fact that you you have that 
business sense. Like you're, you're, you're thinking of not only the technology, but how it can apply and be practical. And I think that all these different backgrounds that you have really, really come into play. And, and you're, you're, you understated a lot because to me, digital radiography um, in, in veterinary medicine was a game changer itself. I think that the, the resolution of the digital radiographs and then now we're experiencing that with our dentistries. I think that there's, there's still a few of you out there not doing digital dental x-rays, but the, the de digital dental x-rays, again, these are game-changing modalities. And then when you said that I'm excited about your product, absolutely, because I know I've seen the images. I know that this is like that step above that. And uh, it really puts exactly. it in perspective for me. And, and I have to correct myself. You're absolutely right. It's not a CT scan. It's because, as you say, the CT doesn't give us a beautiful 3D rendered model and in, in, of, of real time of what's going on. And, all, you know, and again, I, for, for our viewing listening audience, I've seen the final results. And they're pretty astounding that when I say it's a game-changing technology, and we'll get into this, is that you'll be able to see things that you've never seen before. And, and I experienced that a little bit with digital. Digital, um, I remember the first time I saw digital radiography, digital x-rays was the lung field and making sure that endon vessels and little little capillaries weren't little mets. You know, it's those types of things that we have to really extinguish or distinguish from. And I think that what you've got here, I think that, that your system is just that, even that much more. And, and with that, what we'll do is we'll take a short little break and then we'll get into the nitty gritty. Um, we'll, we'll keep it, well, Greg will keep it as, as, as open as he can about the actual technology involved. It, it is very involved, but the, the bottom line is the resolution is amazing. You're listening to Your Pet Matters on 1077, 1077thebronc.com. If you own a cat or dog and have a question about your pet's overall health, call Dr. T now at 877-900-1077. Now back to the premier radio show in Mercer County for helpful advice about your pet in this week's edition of Your Pet Matters. Welcome back, and if you're just joining us, my special guest today is Mr. Greg Stoutenberg. He is the founder of Epical Medical Innovations, and I, I don't want to use the word CT scanner, but he's designed and created this new digital, what's it, it's volume, how do, you, how do you describe it again? 3D, we call it high definition volumetric imaging. I had, I had volumetric on my tip of my tongue, yeah. but yeah, but it it's-, literally it's the point is that we're getting a volume of imaging data, three-dimensional volume of data. Absolutely. So, so what it is, it, it, if, if you missed the first segment, it is a game changer. It's a game changer in diagnostics. It's a game changer in imaging. And the images I've seen are phenomenal. And the big thing is, is that it's affordable. It's affordable. We were just at the break. We were talking about how there's places in Mexico where they're able to accommodate this unit and make it profitable for a veterinary hospital. But equally important, or maybe even more important, is the medical diagnostics you get out of this. But but Greg, why don't we talk about the technology involved? Like, Why don't you compare what a, a standard imaging CT scanner is versus what yours is? And I, I have to stress to you that this is portable. This could squeeze through a regular doorway and we can uh, wheel it in, wheel it out. And so it's not like a big, huge... When people see CT scanners, they're these giant rooms filled with this giant machine and it's nothing like that so uh, you know at its base ct is the best way to 
to compare this for sure. But when you have a normal CT scanner, basically it helically scans around and as it spirals, it's got to do 360 degrees to get a slice. And it creates one axial slice. Now it can create slice after slice after slice, but there's always gaps between those slices. So at the end, I've got a bunch of axial slices lined up with holes between them. Now, the problem is that as a practitioner or a clinician, the most useful views to you are sagittal and coronal. And these are contrived views because now those CTs, almost all of them today, can go back and re-render you a sagittal view with a bunch of slices. And it can re-render you uh, coronal views, which are like dorsal ventral. But the problem is that those are all interpolated views. The gaps in the data are made up by the computer. They can smooth them. They can do all kinds of things to get rid of artifacts and noise, but it's fake data. So as you get this interpolated data, you aren't really getting good information. At least it doesn't look stair-steppy like it used to, but that's not necessarily a good thing because if you're confident in that data, if you're putting your diagnosis based on that data and then you know it's not real, that's a problem. That is actually the problem that bothered me most as I was creating software at sound. Um, to see, to visualize these kind of things and realize that now, if we tell this exact story to a radiologist, I might get somebody to say, yes, but I can make my CT do thinner slices. But if you do that, you're getting less signal to noise ratio and the image quality actually gets worse for each slice by making it thinner. The only way to make that better, so if I go from a five millimeter slice to a one millimeter slice, the only way to get the one millimeter slice as good as the five is to give five times the dose. Every one millimeter, which means by the time I've hit five millimeters, I've given 25 times the dose. This oh, is a problem right? both right. for right. the patient, yeah. Yeah. for the user, and for the dollars, because you've got to pay for a new tube when you use it too much. And those tubes, new, cost somewhere around 100 grand. So the maintenance contracts are dependent on this. The safety of your patient is dependent on this. Yeah, we say radiation doesn't matter to a dog because they only live for 14 years or so, but come on, there's a point at which it does matter. Then you've got your electrical use and all these other things. And all of this struggle that we're talking about here is to get to one millimeter of thickness. Yeah. The Vimigo, what we're talking about, can do isotropic voxels, which means we'll give you the same resolution in all three dimensions, whichever direction you look, up to 90 microns, which is 0 0.09 millimeters in all three dimensions. To put that in perspective, an adult human hair averages between 70 and 150 microns. Okay, so basically we're talking about, we have two resolutions that are the size of a human hair or smaller. That's kind of crazy. And that's and, in three dimensions. Just, and the amount of radiation used is? Is 60 to 90% less than a conventional CT. And then we throw on top of that, that we can also do fluoroscopy with the same unit, which that's where it, that's where it hits. Because now diagnostically, interventionally, and, and the fluoro, by the way, is not just an interventional system. We use this for swallow studies, for urogenital studies, all kinds of contrast media studies, angiography studies diagnostically, but then also interventionally for, you know, from very basic things like putting in a tracheal stent is very easy if you have a, you know, if you've got the visualization to do it. 
if you're putting a scope into a sinus cavity and you need to see where you are, you really want to have fluoro on that to be able to tell if you're at the point where you think you are. Otherwise, it's just a big mess in there you know, that we've all seen. So it changes the way in which we approach many, many studies. And what's great is on the Vimigo, we made it so simple. You can just hit a button and you're bouncing between fluoro CT. So we can diagnose a liver shunt either with fluoro or CT. And I tell you what, if you have a coughing dog in your practice, there's no better way to tell why that dog is coughing than to watch it cough under fluoro. You know instantly. Interesting. Interesting. Just think about it. Yeah. It's, it answers all your questions very quickly. So when you've got this kind of flexibility, the point is we made the Vimigo not to be a CT, which is a secondary imaging device, or just a DR system or anything else. The Vimigo is a primary imaging modality, meaning you come out of a room and you need to diagnose a patient. If you put it on the Vimigo, you don't have those head cocking, scratching moments where you're wondering what the heck's going on with this case because these images don't quite match my clinical signs. Right. Instead, and I know, Michael, I showed you some of these cases where we can look at x-rays and see nothing, nothing. Yeah. And you look at the same exact case on the Vimigo and the diagnosis punches you in the face. You can't miss it. Literally. And these aren't rare cases. These aren't the bizarre cases. These are your everyday cases. They're urine stones. They're, you know, uh, stones in the urethra. I mean, they're little things that are making a dog cough in the thorax, they're, which might be an intrabronchial mass or something that suddenly becomes so easy to see. And on an x-ray, it's impossible. On a normal CT, it's impossible. They're little tiny bony fragments inside the elbow. They're cartilage lesions there we can see all these things so simply down to whether it's neuro internal medicine oncological we can see all those things and it's primary imaging modality that you use literally in place of x-rays and if and you it's well it's uh -huh. funny because i think you bring out two things i think like shunts for us are even with ultrasound. So I have a boarded ultra, uh, ultrasonographer come in, boarded internal medicine, and she has made it clear that finding shunts is sometimes difficult, if not impossible. And the fact that you can find a shunt is amazing. The other thing that's going through my mind are cruciate. Uh, I can't tell you how many cases that I know this is a cruciate. It feels like a cruciate. I take an x-ray and I don't really see anything. Maybe a little joint effusion, but it would be great to, to have something more and to know what's going on because the discussions I have with the clients are, well, yeah, you know, it's the right leg now, but I have to prep you for the other leg too. Yeah. They, they want to know what they're dealing with. They want to know how their pet is and they want to know what's going on. And it's like, I am literally saying, listen, this is most likely a cruciate. So, so what I do is at that point in time at my practice, we get my, my mobile surgeon comes in, he has a consult and goes from there, but it's still, I want to be way more confident and I want to be able to present the client with that information and say, yes, this is what it is. As you can see here, this is what we're dealing with. And therefore, this is where we're going. And by the way, the other leg looks like this. So we can definitely say, you know, prepare for that rather than statistically, you know, this is what we have to deal with. So that, I think it's game changing in, in, in many, many different ways. That blows my mind. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, in shunts, we will find 100% of the time with a very simple cephalic injection. Holy cow. It is, according to Bob O'Brien, a radiologist we work an awful lot with, Bob's a very well-known radiologist, and um, he says that the Vimigo is the greatest or shunt-finding machine on the earth. 
That's that was what Bob told me. So, but then you know, and it's funny when you mention cruciates. Um, and I, I worked with some of the greatest orthopedic surgeons in the world when I was running specialty practices, and it's it's a love of mine. And we just did a study, uh, a 25 dog study at VMSG here, Veterinary Medical and Surgical Group of Orange County with Zachary Smith. Um, he's an unbelievable surgeon there who he scopes every dog's knee that he's going to do a cruciate on. Wow. Okay, that he's doing a TPLO. So he took 25 dogs that he had to do TPLOs on. He scanned, but he scanned the knees, but he didn't look at them. It's double blind stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But we scanned both knees. Pre and post contrast. We injected a little bit of contrast into the joint. It's called an arthrogram. And then we've scanned the knees, anonymized the images. They're being read by two radiologists. This is going to be an incredible study. The data, actually, it's probably about four studies worth of data that we're getting out of this. Then he scoped the knees and took the results from that. Now, it's not published yet. Uh, we're in the midst of, of working through all the data and everything else. However, I have all the data and I've gone through it all with Zach. And the thing that we know, you can see a whole heck of a lot more in the Vimigo than you could see on a scope. Now, not only that, he of course only <laughs> scopes the bad knee. Yes. You can then instantly see partial tears. You can see torn meniscus. You can see cartilage defects and subchondral bone health in the other knee, which preps the client for whatever you're doing there. Correct. In a lot of cases, according to, to Zach, he's saying, well, I'm just going to be doing both knees at the same time because it's just a better model uh you're, you're doing it once you're getting it done you know it's going to happen anyway and and you get less total damage to the dog if you do that i mean that's surgeon's choice but the point is we can allow you to diagnose it uh, diagnose it without being invasive at all it's yeah. totally non-invasive and, and with that we'll take a short break that's just awesome we'll come back and we'll talk more about the tech and, and what the vimigo can do you're listening to your pet matters on 1077 1077 a healthy pet makes for a happy home. Let's try to make your pet's home the happiest out there. Welcome back to Your Pet Matters with Dr. Michael Takiwa of the Animal Hospital at Kingston and Blauenberg. Listen to Your Pet Matters online at 1077thebronc.com or via your smartphone. Search and download WRRC1 in either Google Play or the Apple iTunes Store. This is Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Takiwa, and I'm having a great discussion about new technology how it's game-changing new technology, and specifically for the, diag uh, the diagnostic aspects. And it, it's funny because uh, my, my guest today is Greg Stoutenberg. He's the founder of Epica Medical Innovations, and he created a wonderful 3D system that really has great imaging to it. And it can become the replacement for standard digital x-rays not to mention standard CT scanners as well. And it's funny because we had a discussion once and um, Greg's belief, and you can chime in here, Greg, your belief about what makes a really good veterinarian is A, the ability to communicate. You have to communicate well, um, but you have to have the capability and the tools to do great diagnostics. So therefore, then you can perform a curative approach. And, and one of the diagnostic images that we we, we deal with is is digital radiography, imaging processes themselves, ultrasounds, CT scans, MRIs, and the ability to look and find something and see something that, that we may not be able to see with technology today, I think is huge. It's really huge. But, but you know, we, we've been, I've seen the images, so I, I'm biased because 
I've seen the images, we talked about, and we'll get into more detail, we talked about the finances of this machine. And when I say it's affordable, it is affordable, people. It's affordable for your day practitioner. It's not some multi-million dollar machine that you have to have only at referral. And not only is it affordable, if you're able to offer that sort of diagnostic service and quality, it makes your life easier for diagnostics, but it also makes the medicine that much better. But, but Greg, what are any criticisms or pitfalls of the system that you may have had some dealt with, um, with, with it since it's, since it's uh, development? Well, you know, there's, it's anytime you bring new technology to the market, you always hit some headwinds, of course. And, most of we've done a great job at working through because I have an incredible engineering team. We manufacture and engineer everything in Florence, Italy, and everybody, all of the engineers are all our employees. And it's so we've had a lot of um, uh, luck and benefits from that. But as we go into the market, there's a lot of misconceptions. Some of them came from realities early on as we were developing the system, and some of them are just flat not true. First off, we get called a cone beam CT quite a lot because we use a flat panel detector like that. Now, cone beams are basically dental machines. They're, they're dental CTs. If you go to your dentist office, you get a CT of your head, it's a cone beam CT. The problem with cone beam CTs is they're only good for hard tissue. They're useless for soft tissue. Now, that's not true with the Vimigo. Um, with the Vimigo, because we, we've got 28 patents worth of technology or whatever, it's somewhere in that order. The, we are able to see soft tissue in diagnostic ways, and we always have since the launch of the machine. It's gotten substantially better in time. And as a matter of fact, we've always had the same shaped curve, Hounsfeld curve, which means very predictable soft tissue density measurements. Okay, so every CT in the world, conventional CT in the world that's not a cone beam, measures density for density at a specific unit called a Hounsfeld unit. So what I'm saying is that we had a different slope of our Hounsfeld curve, but it was nonetheless dead on uh, in shape with conventional CT. Now, being that we had much less noise and much higher spatial resolution, we were still able to identify more factors, um, and we could see that both in live patients and in phantoms, than a conventional CT would. However, now we have just made a really monumental um, upgrade to the system that's coming out. So any system that's purchased today, and we're gonna be able to upgrade our previous users to this as well, now has Hounsfeld units that identically match conventional CT. So quantitatively, we have identical contrast to conventional CT, but we're doing that with what is, and I know it sounds absurd, but it's true, and I can show you this, in 3D, thousands of times better spatial resolution. And, well, I mean, literally, it is. And I, I, it's one of those things you have to see the images to really believe yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I can prove it with yeah. the voxel size, but I mean, compared to the best CTs on the planet in conventional CTs, we have hundreds of times better resolution. So, and especially than what they're allowed to shoot with reasonable radiation results. So, I mean, and that part sounds silly, but then our noise signature is so much less granular. It's just easier to see stuff. And at the end of the day, it's faster, it's easier, we can train an entire staff to use it, and it fits in your building. And so that you can use it all day, every day, and you know you can view your images in three different planes and rotate them and make them thicker, and then you can view them in 3D and show Mrs. Jones exactly what that sinus tumor looks like when before she had no idea what sinus meant. 
So it's, I mean, it just changes the way in which you operate and makes everything so much easier when you can be diagnostically efficient and communicate with your clients and then it helps you treat them as well. That's, and, that's and we'll, we'll, have, we'll have images up because, it, you know, I, I, I was privy to see some of these beautiful images here and it's just the, it's amazing what you can see. And when he uses the Mrs. Jones case, absolutely. Um, on standard digital radiograph, we can see like a, a, a gray sponge <laughs> in there. Uh, so, so, so to see the differences is absolutely amazing. But, but, but Greg, why don't we talk about, you know, I've, I've been saying the entire show that this <clears throat> is affordable. So let's, let's, talk, let's compare what traditional CT scanners cost. This, we've already um, discussed the sizing. Basically, this unit is the same size as standard x-ray table one from what I see of the dimensions and so yep. forth. So, but let's talk about the finances. When, when you talk about that it's affordable, let's go through that process. How can, how can someone like me, um, a day practitioner, we, we'll leave the referrals out of there because clearly to me, like I said, it's a no-brainer for a referral. They should get this unit. It's significantly cheaper. Um, and the resolution, the quality you get is amazing. So, but someone like me, so day practitioner, so it is Admittedly, it is a step up in pricing from standard digital radio. Oh, for sure, yes. But you know what? It's it's about the value and being able to pay for it. And you got to realize, I was the guy who had to make the bank payments and make payroll every two weeks, and I'm still the guy who has to make payroll every two weeks. <laughs> yes. So it's you don't get around that. But I'm very sensitive to a practice being able to pay for it, and our our uh, solutions team is very well versed that we walk into clinics and we tell clients, if we don't believe you're not, you're going to be able to pay for the system, we will not sell you one because we don't need the bad press. We can sell plenty of machines. And actually it's funny, my sales team, they don't like to say sell machines. And I just said sales. I'm not supposed to use these terms because basically we, we sort of adopt out machines. Oh, we that's find great. Them yeah. Home. Yes. We place machines. We find them homes, whatever. <laughs> there's more love to it. Yeah. No, that's but great. the point is if, if you put in a, a Vimigo machine into your practice, it might cost you um, somewhere around in normal financing over 72 months, like $3,500 a month. Okay. That sounds like a lot of money. But if you look at the dentistries you do, so UC Davis did a study and found that just using a cone beam CT, they could see 40 times more lesions than they could with digital dental radiography. 40 times more. I've got clinics where they started using it for dentistry. And this is a clinic that did 2,800 dentistries last year. Wow. The one I'm quoting right now. No joke. So it's, it's, got, a, it's a dental clinic? It's a dental clinic? No, oh. no, it's general practice that happens to do a whole lot of dentistry. Holy. He doesn't even, now I wouldn't necessarily espouse his model because he doesn't charge anything extra to use a Vimigo. He pays for it based on the fact that he does 80% more extractions now than he used to. 80%. Wow. 80%, 80%. Now he also God. finds that he, because we're scanning the entire head, now keep in mind, it takes 30 seconds to scan the head. You're also seeing problems, sinus, nasal problems. You can see things in the bulla, um, sometimes little brain tumors. You see all kinds of things you don't expect to see. You would never see a flat field radiography because there's so many layers and it takes such a great imagination to read a head film. Well, we're not we're not scanning the head when we do dentals. We're only looking no, at the but teeth. I mean just off any yeah. X-ray you couldn't. But when you're just scanning those teeth and you're missing the top ones and everything else, in thirty seconds, thirty I don't seconds, know how long it takes people's 
text to do these. I'm going to say really amazing text. I'll do it in 20 minutes. Yeah, 30 that's, seconds that's amazing. Of scan time probably takes two to three minutes to set up. So let's call it five minutes total. But you've already anesthetized the dog and everything. So that's not any extra time. So in 30 seconds of scan time, we can get you an incredible amount of information. And on 10 to 12%, you're going to find extra lesions. Okay, so now yeah. that's not included, I mean, beyond teeth. They came in for teeth. You're going to find other things to treat in 10 to 12%. But that's not the point. Let's throw that out. And I also don't want to cannibalize any of your other imaging technology revenue to pay for the Vimigo. What I'm going to tell you is if you charge, because now you're going to be able to see a three-dimensional skull and text it to your client. Yes. Spinning if you want it to. You're going to be able to gifts. see stuff you never saw gifts. before. Yeah, exactly. And so you can blow their minds. And imagine when Mrs. Jones is sitting at work, by the way, and she gets this skull floating. You don't think she's showing everyone in her office and that's doing marketing good for you? Of course she is. But all that aside, you give that kind of value to a client, you could charge $100 more. Maybe you say $75 more, whatever, but say it's $100 more. If you do 10 dentals a week, 4.3 weeks in a month, that's $4,300 a month. As I mentioned, the financing costs about $3,500 a month. Okay, that's just dentistry. Maybe you only do five dentals a week, okay, or three. So it's some fraction of that, but still at three dentals a week, four, but you're still doing half of the payment on just off dentistry alone. No, now, Consider the other cases that you shoot x-rays on. And I'm not taking the x-ray, the DR money. Maybe you charge 250, 275. What I'm saying is now say, we need to do 3D images. And by the way, it's 450 bucks. Add $200. And maybe you do that three times a day. Maybe you do it once a day and you're a smaller clinic, but you're open six days a week. And you do like the case we had talked about previously. Maybe you only do one a day, $200 a day, six days a week. That's still $1,200 a week of revenue, four weeks a month. So you see that $3,500 payment gets paid for very easily and very quickly. In most practices, this is such a conservative ROI that it's, it's nothing. Now, in those cases, say it's a back or something else and it's really severe and you're going to do a, a myelogram and everything else in it, maybe that's a legit CT case. Go ahead and charge six hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars. You're still cheaper than the specialty clinic down oh, the street. Yeah. You're you're a and third you of know, the price. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? This is the thing. Having run specialty clinics myself, I will tell you there are specialty clinics that try to live off the fact that they have equipment that nobody else does, and that's not a good place for them to be. They need to live off expertise and skill, not because they can run a study that you couldn't do. Because eventually, that always goes away. Lots of people have ultrasounds now. They didn't used to. That shouldn't be why you're referring. But if as a general practice, your client wants you to give them an answer, period. They don't want you to say, well, I know I just took $800 of your money and I still have no idea what's going on. So now go talk to this other guy who's going to charge you three times what I just did to maybe, maybe not give you an answer. Or you could say, Mrs. Jones, here's your problem right here. I'm not really qualified to fix that. You should go see the surgeon here. He knows how to do this. He's excellent at these surgeries. And as a specialist or running a specialty clinic, the odds of Mrs. Jones making it to the specialty clinic are astronomically higher. 
and you just saved your money at the same time. You know, you talk about something like a brain tumor, maybe you're not treating the brain tumor, you're probably not, but a diagnosis, even a bad diagnosis like that, still gave the clients what they're after, which is knowledge to do the best care for their pets that they, they can, that's what they're after. And so that's, that's where the value comes in. It's actually so easy to pay for, but you have to be committed as a clinic to use it. And you have to use it well. If you're gonna let it sit in the corner and collect dust, it's probably not a good idea. But that's why as a company now, this year we've started doing something new, which is we help practices with implementation. So not just training, we don't just wanna teach you to push the buttons, but because of my history and background in running practices, it seemed a shame that we weren't helping people because we did see that some of the clinics that we put it in, they had great plans going in, yeah. but we all know that sometimes we buy stuff and we don't execute. I think that well, I think that's true for many big purchases. I think it's true absolutely. for- Absolutely. I think ultrasound's probably your biggest one. And then I think lasers are your next one right now, right? Exactly. Yeah. So what we will do is we will go into your clinic pre-training and we will sit down and we with your entire staff and we ask the doctors, we show all the different things that the machine can do and say, do you commit that you're gonna do, use the Vimigo for these things? We figure that out, we work out pricing. And by the time we're done, we go through an entire SWOT analysis. We figure out strategic actions, strate or strate strategic objectives first, and then actions to match those. We assign every action to a person with a due date. And then we follow up to make sure everybody's doing their job. And that's really all it takes to implement. Because when we don't implement, it means we just didn't change a habit. And so these are simple steps for us to take. Um, we've created a little team within Epica who now understands how to do this. And we can coach you through the whole process and hold everybody's feet to the fire with you if necessary. Now, if you don't want us to do it, we won't require it. But it's just a service that we offer. It's free because we want everybody to be super successful with this. And um, I, I would actually like if all of our customers who get installed, honestly, for a month or two months, shoot x-rays on every single case that you stick into Vimigo and start counting all the things that you're missing on x-ray. It'll blow your mind, first of all. And secondly, I want a giant catalog of these cases because once people see how great the Vimigo is, you just don't shoot x-rays anymore. But I would really like if some people did because I could use more data sets. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Stay tuned to 1077 FM, 1077thebronc.com, and we'll be back after some short messages. If you own a cat or dog and have a question about your pet's overall health, call Dr. T now at 877-900-1077. Now back to the premier radio show in Mercer County for helpful advice about your pet in this week's edition of Your Pet Matters. Welcome back, and if you're just joining us, my special guest today is Mr. Greg Stoutenberg. And we only have a few minutes left in, this, in the show, Greg. Is there something you want to, to stress? We, we, to summarize, we've got a new technology that is superior than anything out there. It is small, it's got a footprint that is no bigger than your standard x-ray system. It is affordable. It is something that 
anyone can afford. And we said earlier on that there are practices in Mexico. So the, the price, if, if I can say this, what they, they charge a standard, what, $27 for an x-ray or something down yep, there? So exactly. So to just any day practitioner in, in this listening area, just think of what we charge and that they're able to afford that system. Um, ideally, it will become your primary imaging system. You may not need an ultrasound. You may not need your your X-ray system. Um, you know your dental X-ray system. These are systems that will will go the way of the dinosaur simply out of the resolution. So these are very important key factors. And not only are they 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 believe the system, they're willing to help you actually implement it. I think that's huge. I think I can't tell you how many pieces of equipment I have seen purchased, myself have purchased, and I, I it depends on the team member. It depends on the drive. Well. I can tell you in all honesty, every owner uses the equipment they purchase. I think it's it's the associate vets. You have to get them used to doing that and, and um, getting them driven on that. But but I think the ability to, as you say, tell Mrs. Jones, listen, this is what we're dealing with. I had a couple back cases that I'm pretty certain the back cases, you know, we treat them like they, they kind of look like back on digital x-rays. <laughs> and so we're treating them like back and they're responding like back, but I don't have definitive answers here. I'm not saying see. I could say there's decreased disk spacing in here and I'm not really seeing anything here. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, so that ambiguity definitely will disappear. Um, there is a bit of a learning curve, not at reading the images as much as you think. And of course, you've got radiologist support when you need it. That's very easy for us to do, to send a radiologist to read these. But, you know, you're going to learn more about your, your patients. You're going to know more faster. It definitely changes the way in you practice. It changes the way in which you can market. And honestly, eventually this is going to be ubiquitous, this kind of technology. This is what happens with everything. And so we're working now with the people who want to be the first in their markets to take this on, which is when the shift of, you know, your A clients go to the best clinics. And this is the kind of shift that makes that happen. But the point here is we can help everybody be more diagnostically efficient because what we're going to do is help you diagnose, we're going to help you treat, and we're going to help you communicate with your patients, which is everything that you're doing in practice. That's, and it, it just works that way. So the economics of this are very easy to, to see. The clinical side of it is very easy to see. We can explain the technology all day long, but still after hearing a thing like we've just talked about for the last hour, we haven't shown any images. Um, and even when we do show images, I don't know, those could be Photoshop JPEGs or whatever. But what we really need is to just sit down with people for 40 minutes or 45 minutes or something and go through a little presentation and we can prove every single thing that we showed. And you're welcome to call all kinds of clients that we have out there. We've got about a hundred, somewhere around 180 of these machines out worldwide now. I've got an equine one too, if anyone's interested. It's more expensive, but I can scan a standing horse from the tip of the nose to C7T1. It's pretty amazing. Standing. While they're moving around. So So just it, so you know, Greg, Jersey has the highest horse ratio of all the Just well, so there you know you that. It's 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 <laughs> a little deceiving because you come here, you go, Oh, but there's so many horse people, there's so many horses, just so you know. I actually didn't realize. <laughs> it's there's a but um, for the equine system, I mean it's great too, but the the Vimigo really is a game changing technology. I know it sounds too good to be true, but Sometimes things are just really good. 
So we need time to, I would appreciate if anybody who's interested in this, just if you hit our website, it's epicamed.com, E-P-I-C-A-M-E-D.com. And just ping us for more information on the Vimigo. And we are happy to come to your clinic. We will sit down. We'll show you live images. We'll let you use the viewer and see exactly what it is you're getting. There's, and we do no post-processing to our images. You'll see every artifact, every wart that we have, and you'll still see it's the most incredible diagnostic information you've ever seen. So, And, and, and with that, Greg, the time is up on the show. I, I thank you so much for being on the show. And you, I was going to ask you your contact stuff, but you've already given it to our listening, and we'll post that again. So we will post the images. You'll be blown away by them. I, I kid you not. And remember, everyone, love your pet like they love you unconditionally. Have a great day. Thank you for seeing our doctor this morning. You have been listening to Your Pet Matters, the number one pet health care show in Mercer County. Your follow-up appointment is next Saturday at 10 a.m. Tune in to hear Dr. Michael Takiwa of the Animal Hospital at Kingston and Blauenberg, along with his expert guests as they share their knowledge and experiences to help your pet live a long, happy, and healthy life. Want to catch up on Dr. T's advice? Click on the Your Pet Matters page at 1077thebronc.com. Your Pet Matters is underwritten by the pet wellness professionals of the Animal Hospital at Kingston and Blauenberg. Small Hospital, Big Medicine. For more information, it's BarkMeowVets.com or like the Animal Hospital of Kingston and Blauenberg on Facebook. Tune in next week at 10 for another edition of Your Pet Matters exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com.